Hi and welcome to another episode of Smiths on Rallying. I'm joined by Tim again and Tim what are we going to talk about today? Well uh, I think it's one of your most favourite events for the whole year because you haven't shut up about it. It's the uh, Horseplayer Hill Climb down in Waimini. How good? How good. The only premier event left in these, uh, this season so really looking forward to getting to Waimati and I mean obviously the entries hasn't fallen our way but we're still going to have a massive event. Hey, uh, if you fork out the money, mate, from your media, I'll uh, ha- happily uh, join the event. But um, <laughs> come on, mate. Yeah, mm, potentially uh, not. Come on. Uh, yeah, but looking forward to the event. I figured we should talk about why well, Maddie 50 itself. Obviously, it's been a street sprint for years now, and in previous years, they've done a com- combination of the hill climb, the rally sprint, and the street sprint for the rally cars. Now we're coming back, the COVID situation has meant that it has to be all on the hills above Waimati, so pretty cool opportunity to get back to the hill climb and do it proper. Uh, yeah, I think it would be great. I mean, we haven't been there for since we're about 2017, 2018, something like that, haven't we? And um, I, like, I did it, I think I remember doing it up and down, and down was very entertaining, but up was more enjoyable, I like to think. There was too much um, bottom-clinching moments going down the hill. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. But definitely on the way up, it, it's a road that features a lot of elements. Like from the start line, you get up into the forest and you weave through a forest, then it opens up and it's just this drag race up to the spectator point. And then the last half of the course is these big crests that are like, I mean, for me, it's terrifying, but I guess for a rally driver, it's fun. Yeah, it's uh, definitely got like the variety packed into what, how many Ks? Like 5Ks or something like that? Holy yeah, crap. 5Ks. Yeah. <laughs> She's got it all, mate. Like at the bottom, it's like a super fast up to the hill through the uh, little ford, and then a bit of a kick out of the ford and up to the hairpin up in the valley. Then it opens up up a big steep hill and then into some long, fast, crazy stuff. Almost reminiscent of Curry Bush in in little ways, but it's bloody magnificent. Absolutely magnificent. Yeah, you could definitely um, split it into three sectors. Like, you know which corner, past the hairpin, past the spectator point, you know you're on a very different road, really. It's the same surface, but it is intense. There's a lot of uh, different elements to that 4K bit of road. Yeah, there really is. And, like, I think with... I mean, it's a shame we don't have a lot of North Island boys. I mean, if... Uh, there's definitely sections in there where we're a North Island driver who are used to big twisty stuff and fours and fives in rally terms. I think uh, they would really shine in those areas, but when you get to the the top of the road, they're full South Island big balls crest, so I reckon. Yeah, and I think, like, obviously you've pulled out of the event, but I always imagined that 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 last sector would be the strongest points for someone like yourself or someone like Ari Pettigrew, who has continued to enter, but that's some brave stuff over the top there, especially in a real drive car, you'll be pretty fucked up. Yeah, mate, and uh, it's quite sketchy because, like, all those crests all fundamentally end up at, like, a sort of, like, a 90, 90 left into a 90 right, which oh, I happen to know that you're quite uh, fond of that particular corner, uh, if I remember rightly. Yeah, I mean, I forgot to go into it. I was pretty young. I was sitting in the co-driver's seat with Deb Kibble, who's also into this year, and, uh, yeah, it would have been one of my first rides in a rally car, and... She decided we needed to support Canterbury, so clipped the fence with her red and black car and sent it up onto two wheels. It was a pretty exciting sort of moment, but yeah, a moment you'll never forget, your first crash in a rally car. It's uh, it's quite funny, actually, because, like, you know, you are the co-driver, and being a, uh, from when you get out of that hairpin all the way up to those crests, it literally is the notes of, flat to the square left. <laughs> Yeah, I was more the oh dear god moment. <laughs> oh dear god, Ari Martin. Oh jeez, such a fucking mm. hero of mine. Woo! What a legend. <laughs> um, so yeah, that sort of naturally leads us on to who's actually doing it. And so yeah, I know you've been to the entry list, but the big ticket item is especially for me. But I think globally, oh, it's quite a big here deal. Here we go. <laughs> oh, it is. It is a big deal to have the world's first electric rally car to compete on gravel. It's it's a major sort of situation internationally. Like, obviously, WRC's gone hybrid, so it's quite timely that we're doing this whole electric vehicle thing. It's sort of like the next step. And uh, it'll be fantastic to see on that road, like, all the aero, all the power. 
it'll go like, hard. I, I want to get a context for you, Jack, because obviously you've seen it being testing up until this point, and obviously, hopefully, we get this podcast out before the event because that'll be kind of awkward. But like, you've seen the testing, you've been out filming, and you've also seen you've you've gone to Finland and seen the World Rally cars, you've gone to you know the, the North Island, see the AP4 cars, Rally Australia, all that sort of stuff. But in context, what do you think this car is like compared to, let's say, like a big World Rally car or even the NZRC cars of today? Well, in terms of NZRC leaps and bounds ahead, it's it's a whole different gremlin. It's very, very fast. And I'd potentially say the fastest car I've seen on gravel in a rally spec situation. But then the WRC cars, they just have a lot more... Like there's 250 engineers working on those cars. They're like the full package. So to be competitive with them over the course of a rally, probably not. But an event like White Matty, if you bought a WRC car there, I think it would be a restricted WRC car. It would be pretty comparable. Right, yeah. So and I'm like, uh, there's just been so, like, obviously we've seen the teaser video for the sound. Is, is, so I'm guessing the sound's going to be released or we're going to hear it for the first time at this at Waimati? Yeah, that's the plan. It's um, Once we did the test with the prototype of the sound, we had to sort of bump up the timeline for the engineering of it because we were like, oh, well, that sounds incredible. So we want it for Waimati when we debut the car. But yeah, all I can say about the sound is imagine like a 2004 Ferrari F1 car, the V10, 12,000 RPM or whatever it was. It's fucking loud and very, very impressive. It's like... Yeah, we were all pretty chuffed when we heard it. Yeah, well, that's good. Can you, like, and in terms of like sound and noise, can you really hear it from like miles away, or is it real? Is it something that you have to see it go past? Yeah, I mean, I was standing within two hundred meters of it when it first took off, and obviously it was quite loud there. But one of my coworkers was maybe two k's up the road, and he was like, came back down and he said fuck that sounded good and we were like okay this is working because you were fucking ages away <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty impressive oh we'll look forward to seeing it then. it's not just to put it into perspective it's definitely not a playing card on the spoke is it no it's not and it's not speakers let's clarify that now it's yeah. a it's the world's first fully mechanically made noise from an EV car, and it and uh, a mate of mine, uh, to the mate of mine, Dan Johnson, who probably might listen to this podcast. No, it is not a vibrator buried in the engine bay. <laughs> so I just can't take that. I mean, what are we going to do? <laughs> I'm amazed. Eh? You see all these guys on comments like there, like the I think Rally Magazine on Facebook, all these comments, and all these boomers like, oh, it's the end of motorsport. It's the end of rallying, and then you're just in there like. You need to see what this thing is because this thing mm. rips. It is insane. Oh, oh, it's it's an absolute ripper. Oh, mate, you couldn't. I just there was one comment of a guy said it's like oh it's my, it's like just putting four battery grinders on either wheel and and send it away. It's like, no, you have no idea, mate. It's just it's not a you haven't got the slightest idea about what this car is and what this car can do. So I'm looking forward to seeing it. Why, mate? Yeah, and that's a it's a big point. Like, I mean, we're all told not to judge a book by its cover, but when you see this thing live, you will be you will take a step back. It's and especially with Hayden driving, it's obviously going to be quick. But the engineering, the sound, the pace of it is incredible. Like off the line, I doubt there'll be anyone faster to that first corner. It's it's bloody fast. Yeah, no, that, it's it does sound pretty impressive. Let's uh, yeah, let's hope to see it at Wyoming. But yep. well, I, you go to most rally sprints. Moving on, we go to most rally sprints, and we have classes. So we have zero to thirteen hundred, then thirteen hundred one to sixteen hundred, and then sixteen hundred one to two liter, and you know so on and so on for two wheel drive, four wheel drive, blah 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 blah. But these rules with these classes for Wyoming are different. So you want to explain to me what these classes are and what. Why are these classes like that? Yeah, so for me, for myself and the organiser Rob Aikman, we talked about it at length that we this event was orientated towards spectators. It's always been about getting the people of Waimati, Canterbury and the wider regions to get to the event, watch some rallying, which isn't commonly watched as a spectator sport, apart from the people that are diehard fans, obviously. And then going through the classes, we sort of identified that 
not to 1300, 1300 to 1600, that doesn't mean much to the general spectator. They don't, they don't relate to that unless you're in the, like we didn't want to have commentators explaining why that is that like a 1.3 engine, 1.3 liter engine and stuff. So we sort of identified that maybe for this event as a, a point of difference would limit the classes to something that the competitors could understand in terms of not to two liter two-wheel drive unlimited two-wheel drive so like obviously not to two liter is two liter is your cap you that's your engine limit so turbos i, th- I you Turbo. know more than, they add i think if you have a turbo on an engine on a two-wheel drive car that's 1.3 times the engine capacity is that right yeah yeah so turbo cars would obviously go on unlimited two-wheel drive but something like a starlet or an escort or anything more modern than that would go under two litre and then unlimited two-wheel drives obviously whatever you want and then rally four-wheel drive which is it's still a wee bit hard to explain to the general public but you could basically just say it's a it's what they have to run on a rally and then unlimited four-wheel drive which is run what you bring once again and then the final class is obviously cross cars which have recently sold to the wards up in wellington but they're they'll be a bloody exciting car up that hill it, especially through the forestry part you'll be on song through their whatever rpm 10,000 rpm that's not a bad thing absolutely and um you know i get going back to the coney here and all these boomers um no they did not use the sound of a cross car and play a speaker out the back of it so like i've been hearing it no you're wrong it's something different (laughs) and it's true like when i first heard it and i knew what like obviously we've got IP and stuff and we, we can't share how it's made that noise but when I first heard it it's like that doesn't sound real that can't be it <laughs> and it's an issue that me and Hayden had talked about was like how the public will perceive it because it does sound like it's a speaker it, you, you just wouldn't imagine that sort of noise from a car well, that, it, 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 yeah, it, it shouldn't make noise it's a goddamn spaceship <laughs> yeah, yeah absolutely yeah so, so I guess look, we should yeah there you go uh, well, I just like to think that this is going to be a great weekend. But, but, speaking of the classes, should we start with going through the classes from <clears throat> slowest to fastest? Yeah, why not? Let's 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 do that. So, Ooh. the uh, let's start with, if I remember rightly, classic tool drive. These boys are the the pre eighty five boys. I remember rightly, uh, two wheel drive. So, you know, old old boys and old cars. Um, who do you pick out of those lads? The, old, the 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 classic boys on being sort of like a good battle set. So far in the well, entries, there are going to be more, but so far. Just to identify, obviously, Tim said out of these lads who will be fastest but we we do have one female in the field and she'll be in the classic two-wheel drive that's our dad's partner deb kibble you probably shouldn't forget her because you'll be dead we're getting trouble for that my bad yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, but shit. in terms of in terms of who's going to be competitive in that class i think you couldn't go past wade henshaw that rotary oh. we know is quick the ex kim austin ashley forest record holding two-wheel drive car for a very long time it's oh, oh. You know, you you are, like you go on about Wade here. Now I, you know, Wade's obviously just across the road from my old man who's just moved into a new workshop, and um, oh, you know, he's been back in the car in and out and tuning it away, and he's firing that thing up, and it is like, you, sit down, fellas, this is going to be a fucking ripper, because it is amazing and there is something different coming with it too so of which i'm looking forward to seeing and a lot of the public will love to see as well so um yeah this is going to be a bit of a ripper yeah i mean you haven't told me about this so i can't wait to talk about that after the podcast because i've got no idea what you're talking about (laughs) it's uh top secret at this moment you can uh if you want to come have a look uh come to waimati mate and come and enjoy it because wade would Mm. love to see you and I guess we have to talk about Deb. Or well, we don't even just have to talk about Deb. She is a very quick driver in her little Lancer EX Turbo. She, like, you couldn't put it past her that she'd be right up there in the classics field. She's 
and especially with experience on the road, I think that helps. She's a, she's a Waimati local. She knows what she's doing. She's definitely got some pace in the vehicle, and as long as she makes it through those last two corners, I won't be co-driving for her. But yeah, well, like obviously over the since the last Waimati hill climb, uh, the cars her Lancer has definitely changed. Dad has really put a lot of work into that car, and um, it's 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 a lot different. It, you know, it's got a bigger diff in the back now. It's got a Hilux diff in it, so it's a lot stronger in the rear, so she can fat the the, uh, the the clutch and send her hard off the line and uh, it's, it's it's got a bit more grunt than what it has before um, and also you know it, she's been doing a lot more events lately she's had a bit of a year off lately as well um, trying to build a new kitchen for her house so that's quite takes a bit of money away from rowing but she's um, nonetheless when she does get on a road that she knows where she's going which is definitely this road um, yeah um, sit back sit down and hang the fuck on because this is going to be entertaining Absolutely, yeah. She's she's got the knowledge of the road, although she's got a bit of a dory brain. She'll probably forget it when she gets there, but she does have knowledge <laughs> of the road, driving ability, a She'll good car underneath that. her. Yeah, she probably would. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Deb. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, so obviously, you know, with that classic field, uh, you know, who who falls under that? So are they always they're all obviously the classics of the BDAs, you know. So there's no like Millingtons or anything in those classes, is there? No, there's not. And potentially, if we don't get more entrants in the classic field, we'll, we might have to look into integrating them into the other two tour drive classes, just because of unfortunately the COVID situation and a lot of other factors have meant that we we haven't attained the field that we would have liked in terms of. I mean numbers and the depth, but still a fantastic field. No, nothing against the people that we do have, and we're we're glad to have them on board. But yeah. Well, shall we move on to the 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 uh, two wheel drive boys? So these are the boys with their engine cast below two liters, obviously. Mm. Uh, and these guys are sort of not in the classic field, but more of just like a two wheel drive car. Um, yeah. So. Uh, Jack, you've been through the entries. What's your pick? Who do you think out of... Give me the three drivers you think are going to be the, the rippers for that. Well, I, it's hard to identify three drivers, but I think you'd you'd struggle to go past one driver and Dave Fahey from Christchurch. He's had some big battles with you and you'd be in a similar class. He's a very good driver and a, a very good car, really. It's done the job for a few years now and he's... He's got the pace, so yeah, I'd, I'd struggle to look past him for a class one there. Yeah, he's uh, he's definitely a quick driver for that situation. He's um, Dave is, uh, you know, obviously in a Mark One Escort, but he's running um, Toyota Power, so it's a bit conflicted on uh, what it needs. To, it's it's a bit hard to identify what it is. So, uh, but I'd just like to say, up the Toyota, screw the Ford. So uh, yeah, I, and Dave is very very fast. So, um, and he also looks like a guy that should be driving a Ford Falcon rather than a 40 score. I mean, I can't comment on that, because if he looks like he's going to drive a Ford Falcon, then... Well, um, you know, it's Dave Fahey. You, bro. But another one in that class is Jason McConnell and his newly purchased Ford Fiesta R2. I'm not sure if he's done an event yet in it. You're yeah, he... Uh, he I th- uh, well, I, th- if he, I think he went to Globe Mine last weekend, so... Yeah. Um, right. And he's had a bit of a rip in it, but... If you don't know who what that car is, uh, this R2 Fiesta is a four-door Fiesta that's right-hand drive. It's an R2, and it used to be Hayden Spatch's old car, which Robbie Stokes used a few years ago uh, when he rolled uh, his car into a creek. So uh, they, they took that car to Fongaray, and Robbie went really, really well in that. So it's definitely a great learner car, and Jace... Yeah, it was learning, so which is really really good. So he's he's had he's had a bit of a shady past at Waimati. Uh, he's really owned a few cars afterwards. <laughs> and I think like although the Mark One and Dave Fahey's real pace is going to be hard to beat, I think just the small things like a sequential gearbox up that hill that's going to save you quite a bit of time. You you'll be gaining on that little drag race from the hairpin to the spectator point. Yeah. Yeah, I think it would be. Uh, I thought, you know, the the Fiestas really do come alive in that tight stuff. Like, you know, when when the Fiestas like Dylan Thompson and, you know, uh, Bryn Jones 
and all those guys head up north, they come alive up there. They really, you know, they're quicker than me in my starlet. You know, down there, down here, I'm a lot quicker than them in the commitment stuff. But when they get up to those fours and threes in the North Island, you know, it's uh, they're uh, a quick car. So I feel as though, uh, yeah, off the line, all the way to where he gets up the hill um, past the hairpin, uh, I think uh, he'll be very, very quick through there. So, uh, you know, it should be entertaining, I think, nonetheless, through there. So moving on to the, um, obviously, the next step up is the, I don't know if you could go between the cross cars or the unlimited two-wheel drive, but let's go with cross cars. Obviously, the opening round of the New Zealand Cross Car Championship, and we've got on the list that you see at the moment, you've got 10 cross cars, but by the end of tonight, we should have 11 cross cars lined up to take on the horsepower hill climb. A few very key entrants in there, including Matt Penrose, the defending champion of the championship, and obviously Ari Pettigrew, who's blown everyone away this year and will be very exciting to see in a cross car. What's your take on some of those entrants? Well, you know, uh, the Penrose boys are a bunch of talent bastards because every time they turn up they come and just mop the floor of everyone they're so talented those group of guys and that family i don't know where they got that from probably from their old man because he drove a starlet yeah boy but uh he yeah no i I think uh matt is going to be a tricky guy to beat up that hill you know he's he is a master behind those cross cuts even for someone like ari it's going to be a challenge and i think for those who don't know Matt and maybe don't know the crosscut scene that well, the first thing for Matt is that he's a very talented driver, obviously. He's done, uh, on a good day, he'd take out Matt Summerfield and his old Subaru, and he, he's shown his pace. But also Tom Penrose's father, who also works alongside James Penrose in the Formula Ford series, who is the defending New Zealand Formula Ford champion. Tom was a very smart engineer and can make a car go fast, and so they've worked very, very hard to make that cross car as fast as possible through suspension setup and whatever else you do to a cross car. But yeah, it's, <laughs> it's quick. I was waiting yeah. for the office boy to be like, "Yeah, what else does he think? Yeah, <laughs> keyboard, mouse, I don't know." Yeah. <laughs> do they like Google it or Facebook? Did, did they, uh, do, how much saturation did they put into the steering? <laughs> <laughs> do they get rid of the dead zone? <laughs> oh, yeah. well, um, like, obviously with those, with obviously with Matt and Ari, they're going to be pretty quick. But there is a wild card in there. Well, should, I shouldn't say wild card, I should say wild boy. It's our own Colin McRae. Sean Haggerty. <laughs> Yeah, if, if not fast, you'll be bloody exciting. Yes, sideways and dust. I think that's where Haggis wants to go. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, just the cross car itself on that road, doing its 10,000 to 11,000 RPM with the motorbike bikes and the uh, motorbike engines in them, sorry. It should be very, very exciting to see them charge up the hill. And at 11 of them, it's going to be a big battle for whatever position they're going for, really. Yeah, I think that that'll be a great thing to watch. I mean, you know, we've we've you and I have seen them quite a bit of times, and, the, and you know, there was a bit of a, it still is to be honest, a bit of a mixed emotions about them and within rallying. But to be honest, nah, I don't really care anymore. Just run them, and uh, like this is a great event for to publicise them, and it actually is a great event for them. I mean, you know, again, it, it, the ride really helps with them, and like commitment levels is going to be really really good with them. It's a good distance for them as well. Like uh, watching Hayden do that sprint down in Central Otago that we did a couple of weeks ago, you know, it, it was quite. A, uh, Hayden said it was it was quite a challenge for you know keep holding these things for that long on a road like that. You know, it's you know it's going to be similar in a lot of ways. So um, yeah, I think these are gonna, it's going to be a great for these cross cars. I think they're bloody awesome. You know, they're they're an absolute rip car. I would love to own one. <laughs> Maybe when I come back from Australia, I'll just come on down to the Seamog group and head on down to the dealer. But uh, yeah, no, I reckon they're a great car. Well, car or cart or whatever they are. And yeah, they're really, really cool. Absolutely. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see the likes of Matt Penrose and Ari Pettigrew in the top 15 shootout at the end of Sunday after the six qualifying runs, which is obviously the format for the weekend. You've got to you do six qualifying runs over two days and then top 15 shootout at the end of Sunday as well as the class runoffs. so it should be bloody exciting. Yeah, it should be really, really good. I think um, they will, I, I'm pretty sure they will get into that 15. Like, I, I'll put my money on it. They're, uh, mm. They are 
fast. They they do not mess around. Yeah, they'll make in terms of the course layout, they'll make a lot of time in that first sector. It's, it's oh yeah, home ground for them really. So yeah, absolutely. It's but again, it's not it's not going to be easy for them, but it is possible. Yeah, and in terms of like, I guess Ari is our main double driver. So Ari obviously transfers over to unlimited two-wheel drive as well with his BMW. And that class, I've worked very hard to get a few key names in there and uh, that class should be hotly contested, to be honest. Yeah, I'm looking at these uh, at these entries, it's it's bloody impressive. Like, I don't know, like, there is some seriously cool stuff in this bloody class. <laughs> Murray Thomas in the Chevette. That's impressive. Get that uh, old boy in it. Unfortunately, he's had to um, pull out of the event. But oh, yeah. no. Come he on, would have Murray. Been a good one to have. Yeah. Oh, jeez. So, the big battle there will be between Wayne Pittams and his very fast escort and Ari and his BMW, which probably isn't as fast, but Ari obviously is a very good driver and is comfortable in the car now. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that battle between Ari and Wayne, especially. Probably the most I'm looking forward about the event is those two going head to head. Yeah, yeah, no, I reckon that you know, obviously Ari's three one eight, you know, bloody magnificent cars those are, um, better than any Ford Escort, um, <laughs> and uh, I think you know they're a very very cool car. I, they, you know, it's different as well. They are different. They're it's not something you see every day. They're like a Lancia Stratos or something you just don't see on rally stages anymore or anything. You know, it's very, they're, quite a, they're a modern take of a two-wheel drive car. They're very cool. But if you like, for me, comparing the two cars and two drivers, you'd have to say Wayne or Ari will make quite good time through that first sector. He's, his car control and ability will help there. But once you get into that second sector and third sector... Horsepower! Yeah, Wayne's got another 80 or 90 horsepower on Ari. Yeah, He well, should be able to make up some serious time. Oh, shit, yeah. No, it, uh, that thing is... You can't go past Wayne's car. That thing's fucking fast. Like, at South Canterbury, we were at the rally this year. We're, I could... <laughs> watching that thing come down the, the start-finish straight and me going down the back straight, it's just like... I'm going... And this thing's like... Huh? <laughs> it's like, whoa, that thing's ripping. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. So, yeah, no, Wayne's cars, uh, yeah. Yeah, it'll do the job. So, uh, and also, Jeff Waters in there, it's, is he in his helmet hunter? No, he's going to do cross car now because he's recently purchased that, the dis- oh, distribution rights for that one, so. God damn, I love that helmet hunter. That mm. thing is, is like a fucking washing machine with a wing on the back. <laughs> definitely tried to work pretty hard to get that one on board, but unfortunately, yeah. He took another option, which makes sense. I mean, he he is just working hard for those cross cars things, so it'd be wrong to be driving a rally car, I guess. Oh no! Come on, Jeff. Come on, get that bloody helmet up and running, mate. That thing's yeah, a mate. ripper. Oh, oh my god, that thing shifts gravel like a fucking digger shifts it out of a quarry. I was when I was originally texting him. I was um, he was talking about a BMW with a V8 in it that he had when he was younger, and he still has now, but he doesn't use it as much. Yeah. And he sent me a video of it, and that thing, I mean, horsepower hill, that thing's got the horsepower. I think it's got all of it. I think if it mm. just, it just, they just went, horsepower, I'll just get a handful of that, and then just pop it mm. into that. So here we go, I've got it now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, what's the, what's the like, obviously I'm reading off the intro this year, but Gordon Beebe, what's he driving? So we've got him down in a BMW E30 coupe, but I'm, I wasn't aware that he had one, so I'm yeah, looking I, forward to seeing it. Oh, that's what I'm saying. I've never heard of this. I don't know what's going on no. here. Like, this should be interesting. Oh, you know, usually he's driving a Datsun, those sacrilege things. Oh, go to the Toyota. Come on, get out of the Datsun. Screw the Nissan. But, uh, yeah, no, it's different that he's out in a BMW. I'm looking forward to seeing this. I wonder what he's... Uh, Gordon's famous for building some pretty weird shit. So uh, this is something that I'm interested to see what he's been up to. Absolutely, yeah. Look forward to seeing it. And in a week's time, we'll, or over a week's time, but we'll, we'll know what's going on. Absolutely, I'm looking forward to it. So, on to the, uh, the driven in all four areas. What do we got yep. for the 
rally full drive boys. What? What? what who have we got? Give me the five. Well, honestly, I don't know how to pick there. We've got a number of Subarus and Evos and stuff in there that are all very quick and a consistent car to help I'm sort of spec. But I think I like the chances of someone like Sean Haggerty. I think he's got the pace in the car and that thing, although he says all the time it's an old jigger, it's, it's a quick car. But I also like the chances of Jeff Judd in the Impreza H6. It's one of his, he hasn't had many outings in the cars that, him and our dad have developed and I'm kind of looking forward to see how fast it would go on that road with Juddy behind the wheel. Yeah, you know, it should be good. I mean, this is a this is one of our special cars, as Dad says. It's uh, it's actually missing a couple of doors. Uh, it's actually a Subaru Coupe and uh, I, I don't know if you've looked on auction sites lately but um, they, they seem to be going through the roof at the moment. And uh, yeah, this, this car was originally built for uh, the... The second in charge, the second boss, the my fucking second father, he, uh, Riley McCallum, and um, he's he's passed it on to Juddy now to go and rip it. And um, yeah, no, it's a very cool car, and Juddy's very talented. He definitely is, and I mean, unfortunately, we don't have the H6s there we would have liked. We definitely um, we were exploring options like Darren Kelly, Ben Hunt, Dean Hanson was keen to drive in one. The who does the um, central muscle cars. Ooh. And we were very keen on having a celebrity driver in an H6, but unfortunately that hasn't worked out with the COVID situation and all that sort of stuff. So, Bastards. Um, no complaints about Juddy driving one, but it would have been cool to see some of those other names in there and see what they could do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, unfortunately we don't have them, but hey, look, you know, we've got Juddy in the car and uh, we've got the special of the special H6s that we've got out. So uh, I think uh, it should, you know, it'll be great to watch and they do sound cool. So Yeah, and, and just going through that class, just looking at the entry list, we there are some other names in there that'll be properly quick. We've got Garrett Thomas, who is a mainland rally series champion and is um, Subaru and... Dave Ollis, his uh, father-in-law and his Subaru, both very quick drivers, both contenders for an outright win. Yeah, G- Garrett, be... Garrett is, you know, you know I, I, we obviously he did uh, Globe Mine last weekend and he had some in-car put up on Facebook and that thing's fast, man. That th- In a straight line out of a hole, man, that thing sends it. It is impressive. It's got a sequential gearbox in it and wow, out of the hole. It's, it's a lot quicker than I've seen. So moving on to the the big dogs, the unlimited four-wheel drive class. Obviously, we've already discussed the one wild card in there, the electric vehicle, but we've got a few key names in there and a few that aren't on your list that potentially should be there. But um, in terms of the other vehicles, we've got Michael Tull, a great family friend of ours, very quick in his mirage. Hard to look past him for an outright win. He's He's got the skills and the power and... He's desperate to do the event, so that'll be cool to see. We've got Dave Quantock in the Skoda, Job's Skoda, but we are working on a deal to do Job and Dave both driving the car at the event, which if they made the top 15 would mean having to split them split the top 15 into two halves so that they could both run at separate times. Um, we've got... Sorry, just coming through my list. Um... Other ones. Oh, Scott Simpson in the Vita Polo, who's always been very quick down south and at the 1200, the Golden 1200, for those that don't know, was very quick compared to the rest of the field. He actually got third outright, so yeah, even quite talented behind the wheel and the car's got a m- lot of mumbo behind it. Even uh, down in um, uh, Circle Hill, he's, I think he won the event, didn't he? He's that, oh, that, that guy's got some pace, eh? He's, he's an absolute ripper down there. So is that a car that you guys develop? Yeah, we did a lot of the gearbox and engine work on it once it got... I think he bought it off either Andy Martin or Shannon Chavers, mm. and then he brought it here and we did... So it's it's running at least 500 horsepower and it's got the sequential box and all that sort of stuff, so... Yeah, it'll do the job. Shit, yeah. But then, looking on that field, unfortunately we have lost the likes of Sloan Cox and Matt Summerfield, which is... It's a tough blow to the event, and um, it's a shame to lose them, but completely understandable considering the situation we're in at the moment. It was just difficult. Sloan was diff- trying hard to get some parts for the car, but unfortunately they didn't pull through. And Matt 
obviously their major partners are all in Auckland, so it was hard for them to get the financial commitment out of them, considering the situation we're in. So yeah, a tough blow to the event, but we should still have a fantastic field in the unlimited four-wheel drive. Absolutely, I think it'll be uh, a you know a great event, and um, I you know it, it, it just opens up because usually we would have an event where you know someone where Sloan and Hayden will just you know take off, and then we just expect that from the real, but since the the field is so diverse i think we're going to see some interesting uh top 15 to top two runs i think it'll be you know uh, it'll be interesting to see who's actually going to be there with hayden because let's be honest hayden is going to be fucking quick out there so um yeah yeah like men hayden have talked about it at length that maybe we'll we won't be that quick at this event just considering the ev car and there's some things that are, that leaves the EV at a deficit, but Don't look at that down. field; it should be hotly contested. And <laughs> yeah, that that would not be the no. go. But yeah, <laughs> the last major event we did in the EV car, we um we definitely had some secrets from that one about what happened. <laughs> no jumps in this one, so thank fuck for that. <laughs> Yeah, I remember throwing my uh, Xbox controller across a bedroom and smacking the wall. It didn't want to turn on again either. Yeah, no, it's I. I feel as though I, you know, you and I have <clears throat> done this this road uh, <clears throat> at silly o'clock and normal cars doing silly stuff, and um, you know, even just for a normal car, dude. You know, it's actually a very cool road to drive on. So to do it at speed is a privilege, and it's great that they got the event back. And I think it's going to be on TV as well, for anybody, rightly. Yeah, so we're currently we'll definitely be on TV in a post-event broadcast. But we're currently working on some different elements to the event in terms of a live stream and yeah, potentially, oh Hayden going live in the EV car on Facebook as he does a run and stuff, so yeah, exploring all the options, but yeah, I think... He's going full Dick Johnson. Yeah. That's me. I like yeah. that. Yeah, it'd be quite cool. Uh, time to come across to race cam. But for those that may be listening and could be keen on in, like visiting the event, it's, it is a mega setup we're going to have. It's basically bringing what Rob and the team at Waimati 50 have achieved on the street sprint and putting it on the hill, so there's Bridges across the road, there'll be buses up the hill to the spectator point. There'll, there's three major spectator points that are all very, very valuable. So we've got the start line in through the first corner, and then you can line the hills down there, and that is a magic spot to watch. But if you want to see some action, we've got buses running from the pit area all the way up the hill to the Ellsley Farms Proctor Park. Sit at Proctor Park, watch the cars come past, or wander down the hill a bit and go to my favourite bit of the course at the Lorry Forestry Forest Hairpin. The council's been kind enough to cut down some trees for us, so if you sit on the hill there, look down at the hairpin, you can see coming out of the forest into the tightest corner on the course, going left and then shooting up the drag strip to the spectator point. It is a cool spot to watch, so yeah, if you are keen on coming, I'd recommend going to either of those three spots and joining in on the action. Wow, that's actually quite impressive because usually most years it's just been like a hot dog van, a coffee van, and a guy standing at the start line saying "go." Yeah, and so that's that's the biggest element that we wanted, to, and I think that's hindered some of the entrants coming in because there is a past of the event being a bit haphazard or whatever you want to call it. It's, it hasn't been where it should have been, but this time it is the real deal. There's some major aspects of the event that are very very cool to see and. Yeah, we look forward to hosting all our competitors and spectators in 2021. Yeah, sick. All right, mate. Well, uh, so uh, it's in a week's time, if I remember rightly. I lost track of my time at the moment. Yeah, a week and a half's time from when we're recording this podcast, and I hope we can get this out either tonight or tomorrow morning. But, yeah, if you are keen on coming, get your ass to fucking Waimati and go look at some rally cars on the horsepower hill. Yeah, mate, we're going to be, um, uh, you know, Jack and myself are going to be hanging around. I think you're going to be working, aren't you, Jack? You know, you're on the big pay, mate. You're going to need to be uh, sending it hard up there, mate. But uh, I won't be doing fuck all. So, um, yeah, nah, come on around, mate. Have a chit-chat. I'll probably say something. 
but I don't know if you could call my stuff work. I I literally watch rally cars for a living. It's it's not a bad thing. Yeah, you're an absolute bastard, eh? That's a I want that as a job. <laughs> While we're here, is there anything else we should talk about? I mean, obviously there's some big news, the cancellation of the New Zealand Championship, meaning that we've got obviously you in third place in the class five B there is a few other things going on in the sport. There's DTM. Do you, do you want to jump into those topics? Oh, t- should we? Should we? Should we? Should we have a go at the elephant in the room here? <laughs> Liam Lawson got fucking robbed from that day South African. Cunt. Did you? Did you stay up to watch it? Yeah, I did, and it was. Oh, I was just like, I had a spates in my hand, and I literally sent spates across the fucking ceiling, going, "Oh, you fucking cunt! You piece of shit!" So I, I've moved to a new flat on Saturday and the flat is basically like, a, it's a small room but it's underneath where the landlords live in the top half of the building mm-hmm. and I was watching the race at 1.30 in the morning and literally was just like, what the fuck? No <laughs> <And I> got- <laughs> so shit. It was honestly the biggest load of bullshit I've ever seen and he gets a five second penalty. Yeah, what, what, what the, the fuck? fuck? He like you, gotta be you can see him come into the corner, and there was no way he was making the corner. It was like absolutely not. no. Only shit I've seen doing that was when I'm fucking going playing video games during lockdown, and Bryn Jones has fucking like tried to take me out on the first corner. So then I get to the second corner, and I fucking full blind take that bastard out. Mm. Oh, and it's oh, not, that's only happens in video games. It's not just like it's like the cheating element we're all aware of, but that was just straight up dangerous. He was just like. If I'm not going to win, I'm going to kill this little 20-year-old kid. It was so fucked. And then, obviously, there was the drama at the end with the Mercedes letting Max Gotts go through and stuff. But that doesn't worry me because that's, that's, you're in Germany. You're pl- driving for Mercedes. That's sort of life. But that first corner incident. Yeah. I'm disappointed. Oh, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know. It just was... Like it was pretty shit to be honest. Like, it, it, like it was all Liam's. Like, it, it, there was no way in hell no. there was anyone else's. It was, it was all Liam. Just had to finish. That's all he needed to do, and it just got fucking robbed from him. It was bullshit. And like to see his face at the end of the race, like he was just absolutely devastated. It was just bullshit. Yeah, it was definitely difficult to watch, and I'm like. I've met Liam before, and I really feel for him. He probably DTM is DTM is nowhere near where he's going to go. Calvin Van der Linder is never going anywhere. He's going to be stuck in DTM for the rest of his life. But Liam, oh no, mate, he'll be stuck test. in a dark corner. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I hope he never meets a Kiwi because he's going to get a knife in the back or something. But yeah, like and like like you say, it's not a bad it's not a bad thing. But like you know, you got to think about a super license. You know, he's he, he should have twenty. 20 points for a super license therefore he can move on to do some stuff with Formula 1 but he's I mean it won't affect him now because Red Bull's obviously got him all hooked up but you know to be stuck on 16 points with your super license I mean come on well, no, he, he did, should top 2 in the championship he's got a super license so he's good but yeah I uh, see cool. what you're saying but um yeah. yeah you know he should have 20 points not 16 I mean come on mm. and it's just like there's so many elements to what happened to that race it was just like what the fuck is wrong with you, mate? Yeah, it was honestly the most weirdest fucking form of motorsport I've ever seen in a while. Mm-hmm. Like, the Norris Ring usually is the most boring race of the entire DTM year. But for some reason, and it, because of the drivers driving like absolute fucking noggins, you know, it was just... It somehow got entertaining. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and like, like, Nick Cassidy as well. Nick Cassidy, he got fucking punted when Liam got punted as well. So they went right to the back as well. It just... Yeah. Honestly, it was it was like watching the fucking what was it two thousand and seven World Cup final in France. Fuck. Yeah, similar fucking sort of feeling rock. for us because we're most yeah. people. It's just like, oh, that is Fuck. heartbreaking. You, that one. You, come on. I was texting mate, my girlfriend on. at one thirty in the morning, like, what the fuck is going on? He just punted <laughs> him off the road. This is bullshit. <laughs> they fucking robbed you, piece of shit. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Like, actually, there was the only time where I wanted to throw the remote at the fucking television. Mm, I was, I was <laughs> like, yeah, there wasn't much sleeping for a while. I was just like... <sighs> Absolutely not. Yeah. I guess the, the, uh, the other... I don't think it's a talking point, really, but 
the other race on the weekend was a Formula One. We've had some magnificent races in the last sort of six months, but that one was dull as fuck. Yes. Uh, well, Turkish Grand Prix last year when the track surface was like brand new when they arrived and they were the first people to go driving on it. Usually they have a couple of events before the races to sort of bring the, the rubber up the track when they resurface it just to help it. But when they added water to it and the new surface that's never been driven on, it was the most entertaining race in the world. It's like watching fucking... It was like putting... Um, Roller skates on a pig. It was just fucking, <laughs> and fucking. But this year, the track is all rubbered up now, and they've been doing racing on it all year. And you know, it, you know, the track's fine. Everyone was doing what they were meant to be doing. Mm. Yeah, it was but uh, I think, I, I, I think that the biggest, that like you know, Charles Leclerc got the you know the, the the race, the driver of the race, you know, woohoo. But I think the person that should get a gold medal was Esteban Ocon. He did the full race without stopping. He did not pit once. Not once. Isn't it compulsory to pit? No. It's that, it literally, it, because obviously the tyres don't last the full laps, but the, he ran the... And have you seen his tyres? They are fucked. It looked like a Ford Falcon had been ripping fat skitties on them. They were just like absolutely destroyed. And he did the full race without pitting. It's amazing. That. Yeah. It, like, how the fuck do you do that? I don't know. Like, what that the fuck? That would have been jelly by the end of it. That would have been a fucking. There's nothing spot. left. It was like ropes hanging out of them. They were fucked. Be a bucket of that. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it's just mad. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, no, it's fucking. It was mad dog. And well, that, back home, we've had the uh, Endurance Series. Obviously, I watched the one at Highlands. I actually really enjoyed it. It was. Did you? It was quite cool to watch. There's so much. You were hammered on. on the balcony, Jack. Yeah, that's why I enjoyed it. Yeah, you were. You were absolutely gutted in the balcony. Mm. How good is free gin? It's like <laughs> sitting on Hayden Patton's balcony, drinking gin, watching him go around in circles. Uh, no, I just imagine you. Uh, you get to the point like because you know you not know a lot about cars. But when a car pulls into the pits and you go, you'd be like, oh look. Honda's changing its wheels. Did you know that he's going to be changing his rear wheels because it's rear drive? <laughs> I can't say I wasn't at that point. I, by the end of the night, I was pretty hammered. Yeah, I would have thought so. But, like, it, you know, oh, there were a few. It's a shame the North Island boys didn't come down. Obviously, because of due to COVID. But I think, like, that without those fucking North Island boys, it's not as entertaining as it, what it should have been. I mean, come on. I mean, oh, oh, that Brabham, I'm looking forward to seeing that thing. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I would have loved to have seen the Brabham, the R8s, the GDRs that were supposed to come down. There was a number of cars that were supposed to be here. But in terms of what we had to offer and what came through, it was still cool to watch. And... What's his name? Ryan Wood in the one hour. Jesus Christ. He was quick. Mm, they, they seriously ripped around that. I was watching the live times come through on the phone. It was like, what the fuck? Mm. But. What, what, happened, what happened to Hayden? What, what happened there, Trevor? Uh, I think it blew a calling hose off or something. I don't really know, to be honest. You were too hammered on the balcony, yeah, weren't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to say it, but thanks for pointing it out. <laughs> the fucking you're a bit candid, mate. So I, I had to go down and see my go- horse. Shit. I had to go around and see my... <laughs> <laughs> oh, you admitted it! <laughs> I had to go around and see my girl ride her horse. And then <laughs> I came back and Hayden was sitting in the apartment. And I was like, why are they still racing and you're sitting in the apartment? <laughs> he's having a soul he's like fuck I'm just gonna yeah. I wish there was a fucking restart button in real life fuck's sakes mm. but the biggest news yeah. to us is obviously the cancellation of both Coromandel and then Bay of Plenty a big blow to the national championship but it left you in a good position really and left us with whatever it is five or six national champions yeah no it, I mean it sucks I mean the championship should have finished with all the events but unfortunately didn't have that but you know I, I, I'm glad they they tried to have a go at least I mean that's impressive you know they tried to do Coromandel unfortunately that's when <laughs> that's where the COVID came from and uh, you know that sucks about that but they moved on to Rally of the Bay and like 
you know that's a great place to go racing and um and they tried and like you know hearing from all the other boys on uh similar chats and stuff they really gave it a good a red hot go to get it going and um they yeah unfortunately that the way it got to the end it didn't go the way it is but uh, you know, I'm not complaining. I, I'm pretty good where I was. I mean, shit, you know, woohoo. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It, it worked in the favour of some people, but yeah, it would have been nice to see a championship round out with five events. And I mean, I, I, I like to was... see, I'm going to throw some controversy in here. I'm just going to throw it in. But, you know, I, I looked at the points and Juddy and Silcock finished on the same points. And they gave it count back. I reckon they should have stayed as they were. I reckon there should have been no count back. They should have just finished level. Yeah, I have no comment on that. I don't really... It doesn't phase me at all. No, of course it doesn't. Because you fucking got a Hyundai shirt on, mate. It doesn't phase you at all. Yeah, I'm a national champion, so... <laughs> Fuck off, you are... I'm a national champion media person now. You're what a... You're a national idiot. <laughs> so yeah, I guess that's all the no. news for motorsport in the world. And uh, thanks for joining me again. It was good. Yeah, no, thanks for joining me again. And no one likes to talk to you, Jack, because you're a dick. <laughs> and um, oh, and and I like to uh, thank myself and only myself for this a magnificent podcast. And uh, we will catch you, boys on the next Smith's Chats to another fellow that we've got lined up, which we both know who it is. I'll be writing questions down for him, and uh, we'll, we'll keep it as quiet as we can until we release it. So, uh, yeah, bring it on. And let's just finish off with what's written on your shirt, Tom. Uh, Jim's going to send it. Man, see you later. <laughs> <laughs>